next one, please. Just going to go all through these verses. Joy and peace, strength and hope. Your people in our world right now, that's what they're looking for. And they're looking in all the wrong places for it. They're looking for it in all the wrong things. People need lives that are filled with joy and peace, strength and hope. And our task is to tell them that you find that in Jesus, whose grace will just get rid of all the things that trouble them. What a beautiful name. That's what we share. Thanks, Terry. Next one. Truth revealed. That's what Jesus does. He is the truth. And we proclaim the truth about him, but he reveals the truth in us, in our lives. And because of what he's done, our future, your future, their future is sealed, fixed, guaranteed by God. Healed. Just think about the people you know in the world today whose lives are painful and difficult and they're looking for something and they're still looking in the wrong places for something to fix their lives. Jesus heals the pain. Thank you, Terry. Just, just read it yourselves. This, this just declares everything we have to tell people about Jesus. Love and freedom. How many people need to feel loved and free in our world that feel that they've got life? Jesus, that's the name we're going to proclaim to people. It isn't complicated. It shouldn't be scary. If you're worried about what to say when you want to talk to someone, go and take this verse. Take it out the folder at the back and go and take this song and remind yourselves, this is what I want to tell them. Thank you, Terry. What a beautiful name. He rescued us. He's rescued me. We can tell people, Jesus rescued my soul. He's my stronghold. He's who I stand on. We want people to know that for themselves. No matter what shame we think we've got in our lives, we need to tell people, Jesus takes you out of that. He lifts you above it. You no longer have to live in that ever again. Forgiveness. Wow. People who are locked down, feeling that they can't be forgiven for things they've done, or they can't forgive other people, And we have the truth to share with them about Jesus, that all of it can be forgiven when they know that beautiful name. Security, power, love. Jesus, what a beautiful name we have to declare. Isn't that worth sharing with people? That truth, that beauty? That's what it's about. That's what truth is. None of all this other rubbish we constantly see on the news and in our papers about all these things that are going to solve our problems. The truth is Jesus. And it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. So, that's what we've got to tell people. Thank you, Terry. We can go to my PowerPoint. That's what we've got to tell people. That's the truth that we began thinking about last week, about what is it that we're going to tell people in a world where all these opinions apparently are are allowed. And last week, one of the things we picked up on was this. And in that parable that so beautifully showed us earlier, not everybody who hears the truth is going to respond. So what does that mean for us? 
Well, we talked last week about how it's not our job to decide who we think will and won't respond to the good news. God doesn't ask us to make that judgment because heaven knows we'd get it wrong time and time again because we judge people on their appearance or, or on, on just how they look or, or just who they are and then we'd make awful decisions and God doesn't want us to do that because God's message about Jesus is for everybody. Even though there are going to be people who won't respond to this beautiful news. So what do we do when we know that there are people that aren't going to listen? We've still got this challenge. We're still challenged by God to speak God's truth even if no one's listening. And we touched on this last week but I want us just to think about that again this week. Why should we do this? Why should we spend our time telling people who might not respond? So we looked and we read a little bit from Ezekiel, everybody's favourite book in the Bible, yes? It's such a riveting book. It's so easy to read, isn't it? No, it's not. It really. I don't know how many of you have recently read Ezekiel, anybody? No. Nor had I until I thought well, to read it for this. It's not the easiest book to read. It's full of sort of prophetic vision and this account of Ezekiel's encounter with God. And it records his hearing God speak to him. And there's a lot of spiritual imagery in it that can be quite difficult to understand and hard to follow. And it's about what Ezekiel is saying or what he's telling us God said to him. And it's, it's hard. At the heart of this message of Ezekiel is this thing that God has a message that he wants Ezekiel to deliver to the people, the people of Israel. And that's what Ezekiel is sharing through this. He's saying, this is what God told me to do. And it talks about how Jerusalem is going to fall because of the sin of the people, and especially idolatry. There's a lot in here about how people are worshipping other things instead of God. Sound like our world today? People are worshipping all sorts of stuff, not God. And it's about, overall, this book is about how God is sovereign over everything. Over all nations and over all history. That's the message that comes out of here. But in this passage that Nico read to us earlier, which is sort of taken from a couple of bits, because it's quite hard work, some of it, to listen to, we hear how God warns Ezekiel ahead of time. He says, I want you to tell the people of Israel about my promises, and I want you to bring them back to me. I want you to proclaim my name to the people. But here's the thing. They won't listen to you. They're going to ignore what you say. Says, not only will they not listen, they won't be changed. They're just going to carry on doing what they're doing. Just be honest with yourselves for a minute, and honest with me, perhaps. If somebody at work or at home or somewhere in the community asked you to do a job and said, I've got a job for you to do, and they, they set out what that job was. They explained it to you in great detail, gave you everything you needed to know to do the job. 
And then they said to you, oh, by the way, it's not going to work. No one's going to pay any attention. It'll just be a waste of time. How many of us are going to be inclined to really get involved in that? Can you imagine that meeting at the beginning of the week at work? Hello, everyone. This is what we're going to do all week. We're going to change all this. We're going to do this. And at the end of the week, it's not going to have any effect. Now, if we were delivered that kind of message, we'd probably not be very impressed. True? Staff meeting at school, office, wherever it might be. How many of us do you think would really put our hearts into doing it? We might do it because we felt we ought to, but how many of us would really put our hearts into it? Here's the thing, here's the real most important thing about Ezekiel's story that we need to remember. Ezekiel delivers God's message even though he knew that people weren't going to listen to it. He did exactly what God asked him to do and amazingly, God, God's given him this, this little vision of the future. We're used to reading stories in the Bible where God says to somebody, this is what's going to happen way down in the future, this amazing thing, you'll be the father of nations, or this will happen, or you're going to have a child. And, and we're, we're used to seeing God make these promises of things that will happen, and how that in then inspires people to continue trusting God even though it's not happened yet and they continue looking forwards and maybe it'll be generations on. And we can see why that works. Why God sort of says in a difficult time, stick with it, guys, because it's going to get better. It's going to come out right. We can see how that works. That's how we'd want someone to encourage us at home or at work. It's going to be a hard week at work, guys, but at the end, it's going to be great. It's going to be really fantastic. But in this one, God says, I want you to do this now. And it's not going to have an impact on them. And still, this tells us such a lot about Ezekiel. His heart for God was absolutely in the right place because he did what God asked him to do. There's no dialogue here about Ezekiel saying, are you sure this is really what you want me to do? Isn't there someone else that could do it? Or... Isn't it a bit of a waste of time? It just tells, tells us, this is what God said. I'm going to do it. Why? Why would he do it? Well, at first, it's because his heart is for God. Absolutely, his heart is for God. And if God asks him to do something, Ezekiel is a man of God who's going to do it. He's not going to question it. He trusts God. I think he does it as well because he, he knows it's not up to him. The results, what happens, isn't up to him. He's not going to be judged by God on whether it did or didn't work. God is in charge of this. He knows that anybody, whoever it is, everybody that hears God's promise, the good news today for us, anyone who hears the good news, it's not up to what we say. It's God intervening in their life. It's God breaking through. We are just a vehicle for that. It's not us. I said last week, it doesn't depend on how good we are at talking or speaking, whether we can put it into clever words or not. All we have to do is what God asks us to do. He knows that he has no control over what's going to happen on behalf of God. It's God that's in control. He knows that. So why question it? 
The only thing Ezekiel has control over, he has control over just one thing in this. And it's true for all of us, I think. We have control over one thing. He had control over whether or not he would be obedient to God. He had a choice. Will I do what God asked me to do? And I think that's true for all of us today. We have that choice. Will I be obedient to God or not? Let me put it like this. Sometimes in life, when we've wronged somebody, when we've upset a friend, when we've done something we know we shouldn't, an apology isn't going to completely mend that relationship. It isn't going to put it all right. But it doesn't mean we shouldn't apologise. It doesn't mean we shouldn't do the right thing. We do it because it's the right thing. In that parable, when Jesus talks about the sower... And he shows how different people are going to respond to hearing the good news. Some will receive and some will reject. They all have one thing in common. They all receive the message. See, they can't make a choice if they don't get the message. They don't hear the good news. We can't control who is going to accept Jesus. But we can control ourselves and whether or not we are obedient. In a world where, where we want people to hear truth instead of fake news and all sorts of other opinions, at the heart of, of this message for us is obedience. If we want to be part of, if we want to see people in our world receiving Jesus, we have to be obedient. That's at the heart of this today. In that Great Commission, Jesus didn't say, go out into the whole world and find the people that you think will be good enough to receive me and tell them. He says, go and tell all the people. Sometimes I think we we might look at people or a situation and think it's a lost cause, that it's just no point wasting our effort or our energy there. That's never true. There is never a situation where evangelism is wasted, where sharing the good news is wasted. We don't know what is behind somebody's life that we can see now, we have a snapshot of them now. It's not up to us to decide whether they're ready, right, good enough. God alone has that. All we need to do is be obedient. If if we want to see a transformation in the world today in our communities, in our families, in our nation, in our world. It's coming down to this. Will you and I be obedient to what God asks us to do? That's the story of Ezekiel. You can go away and read it all if you want. It's hard work. It's probably not a good afternoon read on a Sunday, but at the heart of it, is a story of a man who was absolutely, totally obedient to God. Despite what he already knew about the people of Israel. Ezekiel knew what they were like. He could have easily said, why waste your time, God? These people just are not going to respond. Despite the fact God tells him they won't, he's obedient because his heart is in the right place. If God asks us, then we need to be obedient.
It doesn't matter what, what it is he's asking. If God asks us, you can fill in anything at the end. The only response we've got to come up with is obedience. You know, sometimes I think we struggle with our understanding of the idea that God is sovereign. And if God is sovereign, all-powerful, why would an all-powerful, sovereign God allow some things to happen in the world or in our lives? And we could have looked at Ezekiel. Ezekiel could have been saying, well, why, why would you do this, God? Why would you let them be disobedient? Why don't you just change it? Why don't you just make them turn to you? I think sometimes we see that in the world and, and that can make it difficult for us to share the good news because we have our own confusion about how do I tell people that God is sovereign and he's God over everything when it seems like he doesn't intervene, he doesn't change stuff, he doesn't make people do what they ought to do. Surely, if God knows people are going to ignore him, he can just kind of zap them or something and change them. Rather than giving Ezekiel such a thankless task, couldn't God have done something different instead? Changed the people? Well, the point is God is sovereign. He is all-powerful. He is all-knowing. He is ever-present. He is beyond time and space. And more than that, he's beyond our imagination or any investigation we think we can make of him because he is sovereign. But the relationship he wants to have with us and with all the people that still need to hear about him is a relationship that has to be born out of love. A relationship built on the freedom to choose. Everybody, God allows the freedom to choose whether, how they respond to his love. God knows in, in this account how the people of Israel are going to respond, but he continues to demonstrate to them his love and his promise. And he says to Ezekiel, I know what they're going to do, but you just keep telling them that I love them and I've got promises for them. Just keep telling them. Prove to them that my God your God is absolutely consistent and will never fail and will never let them down and will stick by his promises. I know what they're going to do. Keep telling them. And this, it's true today for us. People will say, but God's let me down or why didn't God do this or why God didn't do this? Why has he let these things go on? Our job is not to try and explain all those things away because they're beyond our imagination or our understanding at times, our task is to be obedient to proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Because we can't give answers to all the problems that people have got in their lives. We can't. We don't have the power or the knowledge to explain it. But what we can do is we can use those words. We can proclaim that Jesus is a beautiful name that brings hope and peace and love and joy. That can break into the darkness. That can lift us out of our sorrow, our sadness, our guilt, our shame. That's what we do. We proclaim what Jesus has done for us and what he can do for people. God knows how the people of the world today are going to respond. He knows that person that you speak to tomorrow, he knows what they're going to do when you've gone away. He knows all of our hearts. But he will continue every day to demonstrate his love 
and his promises for all people. And we have to be obedient. Because, you see, God is obedient to his own purposes. He stands by his plan and his purpose. He doesn't change. He's not like us. If we went and offered something fantastic to somebody, something they could get from nobody else, something that would transform their lives, something that was the best thing in the world, and they rejected it, we'd probably turn our back on them. God doesn't. God never turns his back on us. He says, I am going to show you and show you my love over and over again. I'm going to keep inviting you to come and accept this gift through Jesus Christ. And all we have to do is be obedient to tell people that. I think, in general, we probably have a fairly negative view or idea about this understanding of obedience. Obedience sounds like something we've got to do. It sounds like a bit of a chore. Oh, well, I better do it because. We do it out of duty rather than out of love. You know, it's kind of like, well, we'll be obedient to God because he's told us we've got to uh, and, and we better do it. But we, like Ezekiel, need to be people who are obedient, not out of duty, but because we love God and we love the people that he's sending us to. It's not a chore to share the good news of Jesus. Surely it's never, it cannot be a chore to tell people about Jesus. It's love that, that makes us obedient to it. Not because we feel under some sort of obligation, but because we love God, and God loves us, and God loves everybody. We, we're obedient to it. Ezekiel wouldn't have done what God asked if it was out of duty. He'd have found a way out of it. He'd have, if he did, he'd have done as basic a job as possible. He did what God asked him to do because of his love for God and God's love for him. So what does this have to do with us? Well, we have the truth to proclaim in a world full of untruths. It's got everything to do with us because God's calling us to be messengers of the good news to a world that on the whole isn't listening. It's listening to all sorts of ludicrous voices. We need to be people that are obedient to the gospel. Because there's a world, many people in that world who are rejecting the truth, the beautiful truth of God's promise to them. God needs us, as if God really needs anything. But God chooses to need us. He wants us. He wills it. He wants us to be part of it. Just like a parent wants the best thing for his child, he wants us to keep sharing the good news. He needs us. He needs you and me to be obedient today and tomorrow and each day. In love and out of love and because of love, God wants us to share the good news, to tell people the truth. We need to be obedient and it starts in the small things in our lives. We need to be obedient in those little things that God asks us to do or requires of us tells us not to do and we need to be obedient in the big things too
obedient because we already know what it feels like to know the love of God through Jesus Christ. Obedient because we love him and he loves us. See you.